Ice is starting to form on lakes across the Northwoods, but we're far from good solid ice conditions yet. For WXPR's All Things Outdoors, I'm Katie Thorson here with Conservation Warden Tim Otto. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Uh, And so as you're out and about, what have you been seeing as ice conditions out there right now? Yeah, ice conditions are quite variable right now, and I would be very cautious um, if I were venturing out onto the ice and really recommend other people to do the same. You know, I I know that uh, cold plunges and ice baths are really trendy right now, but I would really suggest that people avoid any unplanned uh, cold plunges. (laughs) Um, And how is, you know, we we haven't seen a lot of snow yet. Um, How is that kind of impacting ice things or how will it impact ice conditions here? Yeah, so, you know, right now we don't have a whole lot of snow, um, good, bad, or otherwise. You know, the the good news is that means, at least as far as lake ice development, that it's not insulating the ice a whole lot so that when the temperatures do get cold, whether it be at night or hopefully in the near future that the, the temperatures drop off a bit. But when those temperatures drop off without snow, it'll allow that lake ice to freeze uh, a lot, lot faster, a lot more solid. You know, you're really kind of, when you're looking, judging the quality of ice, you really want it that, uh, like a dark color, almost like a dark blue. That can be indicative of really solid ice. But you start looking at the ice and it's got a lot of trapped air bubbles, which can happen, especially on like a slower freezing um, that's insulated by snow or other other factors. And it can be, uh, it's not going to be a solid. And so um, if people are risking it and, and heading out, I guess, you know, and fall-ins are more likely to happen this time of year when the ice is so thin, what would you recommend people if they do fall in the water? Yes. So there's some steps that people can take. You know, um, if you're wearing heavy clothes, for example, and you do fall through, I think some people's natural tendency is maybe to try to shed those clothes, concern about them, weighting them down. But the other side of that coin is that those heavier, thicker clothes also can trap air, which will provide uh, some level of insulation as well as flotation. So maybe don't, you know, automatically shed clothes if you fall in. Having things like ice picks handy can be can be a lifesaver. Obviously, ice is slick, and then you throw a little bit of water on top, and it, you know, most of us struggle to walk on that. So trying to pull yourself out of the water is going to be difficult. And to get those ice picks, you can pick those up at local retailers, or there's a, a ton of DIY uh, processes out there on the interwebs too. Um, and even as we get, you know, farther into the winter season, and the ice um, does become more solid, what are some, you know, precautions that people can take to make sure that they're having the best experience? Yeah. So. Um, you know, especially when there isn't a lot of snow and the traction can be difficult, I'd recommend people wear a, a pair of ice creepers on their boots or something, uh, something to give them some traction just to prevent or lessen the likelihood of falling over. It'll make your elbows, you'll, you know, your elbows will appreciate it, maybe even your hips. So, um, you know, ice creepers, uh, good change of clothes in case you do get wet or uh, fall in or whatever, you're going to want to change of clothes. And also as a precaution, one of the things I've noticed in the last few years is that there's a lot more uh, docks around lakes that have aerators to keep them ice-free. And being aware of those and, and recognizing those um, and avoiding them is going to be very important and, and possibly life-saving, um, especially if you're venturing out at night on a on something that can travel a, you know, a decent speed. You might not. Um, you can come across those open pieces of water from aerators pretty quickly. Um, and is there anything, I guess, you know, 
common that you see uh, when it when people are starting to venture out on the ice more um, that either you're responding to or that you just kind of hear about through the pipeline that people should be aware of? You know, I, I think the biggest thing is that people maybe um, don't take some of these precautions into account, whether it be dressing appropriately, checking the ice thickness. You know, again, the, the ice can vary greatly from one place to another on a lake especially with current, the depth, stuff like that. So don't take it for granted that just because it was, you know, at a reasonably safe thickness in one spot that that's going to continue across a water body. So check that that depth frequently. You know, and if you really think it's going to be thin and you really need to be out there, you know, wear a life jacket. You know, I, I have to admit myself, if I'm wearing a life jacket on the ice, I'm probably not going on the ice. <laughs> but that's just me. Yeah. If you need to have that safety precaution, maybe it's not worth it to go out there. (laughs) That's my perspective, but we all have our vices. There you go. All right. Well, Conservation Warden Tim Otto, thank you so much for your time. Thank you.